Yeah, and the DM and chill thing. Like, let's stop using that, please, because that sounds... Well, it almost sounds as dodgy as Dan's parenting advice when it comes to roller coasters. Please do share. Sam is not drunk for five days a week. I feel like I need to defend my parenting. Um, I forgot what the second point was. What was I going to say? He's drunk, he doesn't remember. Ish, ish, ish. Where hinges creak in doorless chambers. Where strange and frightening sounds echo through the halls. This is the Theme Park Loopy Podcast. <laughs> hey everyone and welcome to the Theme Park Loopy Podcast. And today we're going to be talking about some of the events that are going to be happening in 2023. We're going to be talking about events that are happening at Alton Towers. And we're going to be talking about some events that are happening at Drayton Manor. We're also going to share some of the things that we're looking forward to in 2023. And so far, it's looking like it's going to be a really exciting year. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that conversation. And today we've got we've got quite a busy house today, uh, plus a special guest as well. Um, and I'll introduce first Theme Park Jack. How are you doing, Theme Park Jack? I'm good. Thank you very much. And thank you very much for having me. No problem. Welcome to the show. We've also got Sam. How are you doing, Sam? Hello, Ryan. Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Yeah, very well, very well. Just uh, relaxing on this lovely Sunday in the same spot that I've been in since we started doing this uh, podcast. So um, it never changes. It's the same spot. But- but what everyone wants to know is, did you manage to keep to dry January? <sighs> okay. Um, listen, oh, uh, <laughs> I really tried. Um, I did. I did. I did a little bit of uh, dry Jan. Um, I, I, I managed about five days, uh, and then um, you know, celebrations happen. <laughs> Dan's got his head in his hands. He's shaking his head. <laughs> Five days. That's how long you lasted. <laughs> that is appalling. At least it's, guys, look, five days is five days, okay? You know, uh, at least it means that I can break my record next year, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's true. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit disappointed, Sam, but, you know, I'll let you off. I'll let you off. And Brett, how are you doing? I'm good. I have been sober for seven days. Um, so doing really well yeah five days is like just a normal week who's (laughs) doesn't most people not drink for five days i'm i'm worried i think we might have to have an intervention sam's clearly going out too often yeah yeah possibly possibly (laughs) and finally dan how are you doing yeah, I'm all right. To be fair, I've been on the wine tonight already, so it's it's all good. I can sympathise with Sam. The the pressures of life are just too much. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm good. I'm just I'm just chilling out on a, a quiet Sunday. Uh, all good my side. Brilliant. That's all good to hear. 
So, um, yeah, me and Theme Park Jack were having a bit of a chat earlier about the, uh, you know, the German techno guy uh, in Oblivion that we had a conversation about a couple of, a couple of weeks ago. So anyway, Theme Park Jack, he, he managed to find um, his profile, his acting profile. And yes, he is English. So, you know, he's not German. However, he can do German accents. So in a way, that kind of vindicates me a little bit. However, what I do think caused some of the confusion is that what happened is that when uh, the Fanta Femin was on Oblivion, they actually had a different soundtrack. I don't, did, did you know about this, Brett? Uh, no, I don't. I, I probably do, but it was so long ago. Uh, no, I don't remember there being a different soundtrack at all. Yeah, so there was so there was a different soundtrack, and actually, I've managed to uh, track it down. Actually, uh, so I'm gonna play it for you, and I think we actually got it pretty close. Actually. <laughs> Tummy giggling fun. <laughs> Fantastic. What do you think about that then? I had a feeling that something was going to happen then. I was like, no, I really don't remember that. And then I went, wait, he's got something up his sleeve, hasn't he? <laughs> you know so, yeah, so we were. Surprised me as well, Brett, because you you are seem to be like the, the starter of so many niche fan clubs that are so specific to theme parks. And I actually couldn't believe when he's when we spoke about the, the Fanta like sort of club thing of, of the, the, the the Facebook um community that you created based off this one marketing campaign. I couldn't believe it. So when Brian <laughs> and it is a genuine thing as well. If you're listening to this and you genuinely are wondering, there is one. I mean, Brett, I'm sure you can sh- you can share more, but there genuinely is a community on Facebook uh, devoted to um, the 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 intricacies of this wonderful campaign, or what was a wonderful campaign. And um, yeah, so when Brian said, I mean, I was thinking in my head, no, 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 surely he will have known this because this will have been high up on the list. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely would have remembered that one. That would have been on the list for sure. Although <laughs> I've got to say, it wasn't bad. I I'd have, I'd have let it pass. As far as the Fanta stuff goes, I'd have let that pass. I clearly had far too much time in two thousand and eight or whatever year it was. The funny thing is, is the, the sort of the the grossness of that camp, like the the garishness of that orange sort of campaign. That 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 track would actually kind of fit that quite match that quite well. It just sort of noise and just just grim heaviness that I feel that campaign was. No offense to anyone who worked on that campaign if you're listening to this. <laughs> That's like half our listeners, Sam. How dare you? Um right, okay, let's talk about Drayton Manor then. Drayton Manor, they've gone a bit dinosaury. Have we got any ideas why they're going a bit dinosaury? Family. They're just going all out family now, aren't they? Uh, Apocalypse has disappeared. Um, G-Force was the first to go. They do seem to be keeping Shockwave, uh, and they did update the paintwork on it and stuff and, and did some uh, TLC to the station. So fingers crossed we still keep Shockwave there. Um, but they are just going full-blown family route. And what is better for families than giant 30-foot lizards that could possibly eat you? 
Yeah, and and but dinosaurs uh, didn't they actually have feathers? And and none of these actually have feathers, so I don't know how accurate this is. To be honest, Drayton Manor. So maybe need isn't, to work isn't on that a that. chicken? A, a chicken is the closest thing to a dinosaur, isn't it? Isn't that? Isn't that I thing? thought it was a pigeon, but yeah, I think it's along those lines. Yeah, birds today are the closest we have to dinosaurs. That sounds about sounds about right. So I'll um I'll run through the events that Drayton Manor uh, have, and you can let me know which ones uh, stand out. So kicking off in February seventeenth to the twenty sixth of February, we've got Dinosaur Breakout, uh, a Dynamite experience. That sounds interesting. Then we've got March of the Dinosaurs, tenth to the thirty first of March, Venture into the Dinoverse. That's kind of interesting. Then we've got celebrating 15 years of Thomas Land, and that's 1st to the 30th of April. That actually lands around my birthday, and I love Thomas Tank Engine, so I might, I might go down for that. We've also got the Coronation Street Party, but I have a feeling that this isn't related to the TV program Coronation Street, I don't think. I don't know if we're going to have our Deirdre there. I think it's more to do with the King's Coronation, so that looks interesting. We've also got Fiesta Val. 25th of May to the 4th of June, which basically looks like Mardi Gras, but but not called Mardi Gras. Then we've got Summer Nights, um, which runs from the 1st of July to the 26th of August, which looks like a kind of dance nights, I think, and late night riding, lots of neon, things like that. The one that uh, caught my eye was the Vikings Festival, which I pres- it just says Friday the 15th to Sunday the 1st of October. I presume they mean 15th of September. Um, otherwise, that's going back in time. That makes no sense. Um, and then also says coming soon. And it has a bit of a picture of a guy with a chainsaw. And then Thomas Tank Engine with like a Rudolph face going on and some fireworks. So I presume there's some other events that are due to be announced as well. So um, are any of these events kind of stand out to you? Any that you're really looking forward to? I really like um, <clears throat> Summer Nights, that Summer Night um, thing. I know it's probably like the least themed out of all of them, but I think something that we never see in the UK, which I'm so glad they're starting to do now, or seemingly so, um, is we never ever have in the UK um, like late night riding. I know uh, Blackpool Pleasure Beach do it, but I mean like in terms of you go to a Florida if you've been before, you go to international parks, European parks, um, they're always open late enough where you can really see the park come alive at night. Um, and I think the only really time we have that in the UK is maybe October time when they do Halloween events. But it's always freezing and you're always so cold. And it's just not the same as that kind of warm T-shirt weather kind of in the in the evening. Um, and there's something really nice just about wandering around a really nice lit up um, theme park at nighttime when it's warm and comfortable. And they probably they look like they've got like some street food and there's a bit of an atmosphere so i actually really enjoy those things i i actually think that to me um is just a really plain and simple idea that actually i think will carry carry through because to my knowledge apart from um blackpool pleasure beach i don't know of any other uk theme parks that do kind of summer late night riding kind of street festival vibes jack what's uh what's your take on those events are there any that you're particularly looking forward to I've got to agree with Sam. The summer nights is something the UK has been lacking. Um, again, you know, referring to the October time, it's far too cold. And, and 
and especially like Scarefest, it's freezing. It'd be so nice if we could uh, enjoy some summer nights with uh, shorts, beers on the lawns of the towers. But you one can only hope. But yeah, the summer nights for me at Drayton is uh, is one I'll be going to for sure. I've got to say, isn't it about time that we have seen chainsaws on a Drayton Manor poster? They haven't had a Halloween event basically ever, especially not on par with other theme park events. Um, I heard a rumour once that they were going to do scare attractions and it just never happened. Um, And it's just dropped off the radar. It's a still... It's still a big theme park. It should be having some sort of Halloween event, surely. Do you think we'll see uh, full-blown scare mazes from Drayton Manor, or will it be more on par with Pleasure Beach, where they have kind of a few roaming actors and a few bits going on here and there? Or maybe I mean, like a kind of one-off event that you, you go on a night turn, you kind of walk around the park and spooky things happen. But what's your prediction? Uh, my prediction is anything but what Blackpool Pleasure Beach does, please. It is <laughs> one of the most despised scare events in the country, and they're three or four years into it, and they still aren't learning. Um, it doesn't work that way. They need to just go along the lines of opening the park and having scare experiences that people can just do, even if it's an add-on price closing the park and guiding people around and handing someone a blindfold and saying it's a scare experience and just going on the big one does not count. Um, it, it can be a cool event, but it has never gone down well with either the enthusiast community or even the general public. I've heard some pretty bad reviews from both sides. Um, I would be more than happy to see a, a, just a good family Halloween event. Uh, the likes of trick-or-treating for me is is the pinnacle of what Halloween should be. I, I know I literally design scare attractions for a living, but um, I, I think family Halloween events at theme parks, I think, should be a thing. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't, I don't know, I don't know what's going on with Blackpool Pleasure Beach. I don't know if it's that they just don't have the space, but I think um, I don't think they did it last year. But you rode Icon in the dark. I think as part of it with um, like a face mask on. Or something, but I always thought, uh, and I think they are doing this year. Are they doing? They did River Caves live and another ride live. Uh, I'm sure. Are they, are they doing that this year? Was that last year? Am I getting my years confused with what Pleasure Beach are doing? That I think sounds really good. The um, the River Caves live. I think that's cool because it's like a nice themed environment. But yeah, certainly from um, everything that I've seen online, to have a weird guided scary tour around um blackpool pleasure beach isn't exactly the most terrifying thing um so i just i think they need to move away from the guided element but i like the idea of sticking actors in the river caves i think that's really quite cool i think they did after the second year they did move away from it being a guided tour um but you still just had to walk around the park in your kind of groups and choosing the different experiences They've already put actors in the river caves, but again, I've heard it was incredibly lackluster. Uh, I know that they have to do changeovers for the rides uh, in the daytimes, but surely there's something more imaginative they can come up with. They literally have a maze. They've got the uh, 
the Chinese maze there. Well, I don't know why they're not using it. That's a space that you just put a scare attraction in, surely. It, it sounds like they need some kind of uh, professional scare consultant, Brett. Um, I, I, know a, <laughs> I know a person that I could maybe throw their way in terms of a recommendation. Just throw about I'll, a moving um, car onto, onto Blackpool Boulevard. <laughs> uh, yeah, Amanda Thompson, my CV is in the description box. You could do a very good job there, though, Brett. You could probably <clears throat> turn that place around with a Halloween event and you would know what works in what spaces. I mean, how your <clears throat> your brain and mind works to create those kind of things, I, I don't know. That's 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 a you thing. But um, uh, but I reckon you could probably see the, see the spaces they've got and go, right, do this here, do that there. Um, get rid of that that actor in the in the river cave you know sorry mate uh, jimmy yeah have you had your break yet no not yet what you've been in here for three hours without break right can we send you around a cycle please so we can get jimmy back on the boat so we can go and have his tea <laughs> what do you mean they're out of chips what do you mean oh sorry you jimmy, can't... The, the jimmy that the staff canteen closed two hours ago oh, we should have we should have got you out of the river caves I, I say replace him with the most haunted item in Britain. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, could do yeah I have access to that as well, I guess. <laughs> yeah, why not? Okay, all right. So uh, moving on to Alton Towers then, who have described their lineup as a world of brilliant events, which I think is what they called it last year, maybe. I don't know. So they've got a February half term. Looks like they're having a, I'm trying to read this, a pirate takeover. That's a, a lot of takeovers going on at Alton Towers uh, this year. I don't know what that, that means because, you know, Alton Towers already owned the attraction, presumably. So unless someone else is taking it over. Um, that's over February half term. Then we have the Festival of Frills, which is 17th of April to 7th of May. That this year includes the Smiler takeover, and I'm not sure what that includes either. Mardi Gras, again, uh, 20th of May to 18th of June. I think that was very popular. Oktoberfest also has been pretty popular, 9th of September to the 1st of October. Then we've got Scarefest coming back, 7th, 8th and 13th to the 31st of October. Fireworks, uh, a little bit controversial, this one, because I think people with passes below the platinum pass are having to pay 25 pounds for the fireworks which i think has been a little bit controversial that's third to the fifth of november and then finally at christmas selected dates so we don't entirely know when that's going to be it says 24th of november to 30th of december alton towers christmas so which of those stand out which ones are you most looking forward to i'm kind of interested in what the smiler takeover means and what's going to happen there i think i'm looking more forward to the smiler takeover as well could you imagine if they brought the sanctuary back for for that event that literally was my favorite scare maze alton towers ever done and i'll never stop plugging it um but imagine if they brought that back or even brought dr kelman back for that event i think would be phenomenal and it'd make me happy anyway i know that jerry cannell does pop his head in from time to time um, I think he even worked on on host staff at one point, which was quite interesting because he'd just be randomly walking around, uh, sort of in character as Dr. Calwin and sort of not because he was actually working. Um, but he's always well up for doing stuff like that. Uh, he's he's a very big uh, advocate 
for the Smiler um, sort of theme and backstory. And yeah, Sanctuary is still probably one of the best theme park scare attractions ever done in the UK. I never did Sanctuary. Could what what, what was involved? Sorry, what what was it like? So it was a, a sort of a precursor backstory to the Smiler, where um, the it was where the first word marmalization came up. Um, it was your sort of average asylum theme attraction, uh, but it was all about making you smile. Obviously, um, it was just really well executed. An asylum scare attraction is so generic um, that you can quite easily fall into the traps of doing what everyone else has done or what you expect to do. Um, there was this fascinating room that I wouldn't even say was that effective, but was just brilliant. It had never been done before, uh, where they actually had a marmalization corridor, and it was a white U-shaped corridor, completely floodlit. You could see everything. And above it was uh, these TV screens that would flash horrific images, similar to what you see now on the marmalizer in the center, horrible i think it was a bit more extreme you had like horrific photos of spiders i remember absolutely crapping myself at that and then they also had uh water raining down on you at some points and leg ticklers in the wall of this corridor very cool uh ended with a um really unique double-sided strobe maze as well uh with actor cut through so you actually got split up in this strobe maze in two different um alleyways which was quite interesting uh, it was just a well-executed, traditional scare attraction done well, and it's very rare you see that in a theme park these days. I remember for the um, <clears throat> the Festival of Thrills last year, they had, like, the idea was that each of the rides took on, um, like, their own kind of music, right? So Oblivion was obviously, like, drum and bassy. Um, I'm pretty sure Smiler was, like, like house and uh, electronic. And what they made... Uh, my assumption here, again, complete assumption, is they did a kind of a survey to find out what was the most popular area and then did a takeover of the most popular genre or theme or area. And I think the Smiler, we've all spoken, we've spoken about this so much on all together, but it is just, it lives on and on and on. It has a weird fan base of absolute devout Smiler fans and people that just you know it has because it has such a, a strong theme i guess um almost like a weird almost like a cult i and in some 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 um things uh so i would imagine that it would be like the smiler uh theme and in terms of what they did for the festival and thrills but just 10 times bigger and maybe just a bit more like dancey and you know ish, ish, ish. <laughs> Oh no, Sam's going to be there breaking his dry January again. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know, do you know what we need? We actually need and Alton Towers. We know that you listen to us and you've got ideas. I know that you could do an Oblivion takeover, and um, you know we've already got something lined up, haven't we? You know we could just do this. Tommy giggling fun. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> There you go. So why not? You know, let's do let's do a takeover of Oblivion. The worst part of that is it wasn't even Tommy giggling, and I just can't let it slide. It was Tommy bubbling, and I know, I know it really doesn't matter, but I... it's it's uh, yeah. I love you are so dedicated, Ryan. The way you come up with these uh, 
<laughs> these little sound clips to this, but it's very funny. Bless you. That's I really enjoyed well, that. Thank you for making that clip. That's very, that's very I, tr- funny. I try. I try. Have we got any rumours yet for um, Scarefest yet, Brett? Do you know what we can expect? Uh, obviously, we had um, the new audio experience called The Invitation, if I remember rightly. Um, I was too busy to actually get there to experience it. Um, that was done by Darkfield, the guys that do a lot of binaural audio experiences. Uh, they, I think, equally did one down in Thorpe Park. I'm assuming that will return just simply because... They've paid for it. It's in a shipping container there to just go again. Um, I know they did try to adapt it a little bit because of some bad reviews at the start. Uh, So I'm assuming we'll see that back. The attraction that probably should be changed now is uh, Altonville Mine Tours Legend of the Skin Snatchers. It is old now. Um, The theming's brilliant. It is always a good maze. Uh, but it, it does need changing, I think. And I do think maybe we could potentially see something to do with this new, uh, the curse at Alton Manor, potentially mm. with there being a new ghost train. I, I don't, I haven't heard any direct rumors or anything, but it would be interesting to see. They finally have a, a new ghost train, a new dark ride. Will they actually lean into that over Scarefest? Mm. Do you think we could see, you know, the attic? That's been there for a while. Um, and we had, did we have the final iteration of it this year? Because um, they could do something with like the dolls up in there. That's a very similar theme, I feel, and could cross over quite well. Um, and Junkyard, Toxic Junkyard, is that meant to be, that was back last year, wasn't it? For its second iteration. Yeah, but what I, what I heard, Sam, was that uh, Chainsaw Number 3 was quite lacklustre last year, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. I don't know if you got any ideas. <laughs> hey, I, you know, I was so glad that I managed to scare the pants off you with my chainsaw. It was very good. Very good. That worked. That was lovely. Oh, Considering God, you weren't allowed within two meters of him. Yeah, you did a good job. <laughs> it seems, uh, that seems ages ago now, doesn't it? Gosh, how time is relentless. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, it was a while ago. Um, Dan, you you went to the uh, fireworks uh, a couple of years ago, didn't you? Um, what do you, what do you think about the fireworks event? Is it is it worth paying the extra if you've not got the platinum pass and you've got another type of pass? Do you think? Yeah, so I I really enjoyed it. The the only thing that sort of caught us out a little bit is the weather was was awful. It was raining and everyone's popping up umbrellas and umbrellas and packed fireworks displays don't really mix and it was all a bit of a mess and i always complain that the uk doesn't have enough fireworks events uh, and the weather's probably the reason why and like the ground was really muddy the actual fireworks though were brilliant it was really good uh they, they had like a stage and people people doing things and it was all it was all brilliantly executed it was a very professional display I'd, I'd be well up for going back and seeing it again. I think people, you know, are used to paying for fireworks displays. Um, so I don't think necessarily cost is a big thing, although if you're used to not having paid and now you have to pay, obviously that's that's going to annoy quite a few people. But from my perspective, I'm, I'm willing to pay a little bit of money. I'm, I'm already going quite a long way to see the fireworks in the first place. So there's always going to be a cost involved. 
Um, yeah, I'd recommend it. I think I think it was a good fireworks display. I think try and aim for a period where there's good weather. Um, so maybe just plan it a little bit ahead of time and don't need your uh, a day trip to go to go see one without without checking. Um, but yeah, I, I think it was great. Definitely, I'll, I'll go again. Um, yeah. Do you think? Do you think, Dan, if there was a if there was a fire um, work uh, show in the summer, do you think it would be just as um, popular? And do you think because it's not around fireworks season, right? Like one of the biggest debates we had um, where I work was uh, the fireworks. You're competing with every other firework display in the country, and actually, what if you actually did fireworks in a time when there wasn't fireworks? Would you then get an audience? Yeah. And equally, would it work well for families and and you know with like in your situation? So the issue I think is is where we are in the world. We're quite far north. Uh, we're like pretty north. Like if if you go across the ocean, we're quite like we're at the same latitude as North Canada or something. Um, so our summers are really light in the evening for a very long amount of time. So even if you have it mm. quite late on, if you if you had like a nine ten o'clock in the middle of summer fireworks display, it could still be yeah. quite, quite light. So I think the, the problem is that like we're in Florida, um, they're, they're quite a lot further south. Uh, they can do sort of evening displays for a lot of the year and it can still be quite atmospheric and quite dark. We don't have that. So I think may, maybe that's a factor. And I think the other thing is that people complain, don't they, <laughs> all the time in the UK, if there's ever any noise and they'll, you know, write in, phone in complain to the council and they probably don't get that elsewhere in the world. So it's probably why it's not done. I, I would like to see it. I think the kids would probably get a kick mm. from that or failing that, you know, there's other things you could do. You could do uh, laser displays. Uh, you could, you know, Disney had that, that thing with the kites and the lake. Uh, and that was pretty yeah, cool. Yeah. There's, there's other things you could do. And I think those kind of evening um, shows would, would definitely work quite well for theme parks. It's funny. So, there's a great company that has produced. So uh, around the world, there are like nighttime spectaculars, right? Which don't actually use pyrotechnics, um, but they're just as impressive. They use like, um, uh, like for example, like the the water screens in Fantasmic, right? Um, like that. But um, they're but they're like permanent fixtures and features that can also be malleable. So for example, Wings of Time in Sentosa at Singapore. Um, I don't know if you've seen that or heard of it. I, I've not personally seen it, but I've seen it. Well, I've seen it on YouTube, obviously. But um, but it's um, that's a really interesting show where it's like an actual nighttime spectacular that's run all year round. But obviously, where it uses like I, I guess hidden lasers, you would need to mount the lasers somewhere. But it uses like lasers that are hidden um, uh, projections, um, and then the, the actual screens themselves like disappear into the lake anyway. So I think there is definitely you're right some some scope for um, summertime theme park shows. Um, it's just the thing about the noise. Yeah. I, another idea, actually, you've inspired me about what, what else, what other ideas you could you could throw out there. Um, so yeah. there's drones now as well. And some people are doing amazing displays with drones. But like you could mix and match. Yeah. You could have a laser display with drones as well and a bit of, you know, water, uh, water displays and projections on the water. You could do whatever you wanted. It doesn't necessarily have to be fireworks. And there might be sort of more cost-effective mm. options because fireworks only really work for big theme parks when they have a massive budget and they can, you know, they can splash out. Like there's that, that mm. fact in America that the the second biggest like 
um, purchaser of explosives in in America is Disney because of all the fireworks they buy. <laughs> and it's it's not a fake statistic. Like they are, they buy a very significant amount of of explosive devices for the fireworks displays. Like I, I guess smaller theme parks just can't afford to do that as a regular thing. Um, so I wonder what else they could do, which would be a little bit more sustainable. Well, yeah, drones would be great because they're, they're, they're a similar vibe, aren't they? You know, they make patterns in the sky. And actually, you could probably, I don't know how, what, what, a, what the life is of a drone, right? Or like how reusable or usable a drone is. But you could do, hasn't uh, Disneyland Paris just debuted their new drone show? I mean, great example. I mean, again, I know that's Disney, right? Because they're, they're masters of what they do. But Yeah, uh, so the Marvel, the Marvel show they've been putting on, and that's been looking pretty impressive from what I've seen so far. So, yeah, it could be done. But unfortunately, Alton Towers don't really have any ips like that but i suppose they could have some custom ones of the smiler the different rides maybe have a they could have a huge like nemesis monster come out from behind alton towers and that you know it could fly overhead and maybe try and attack the crowd i, I don't know you know things like that could happen maybe i don't know if anyone's seen it alton towers mm. did use drones in their last fireworks display last year ah uh, yes they did didn't they, they yeah. did a big countdown it's actually stunning they only used it for a few minutes at the start to do the countdown and a bunch of other things like Alton Towers came up and it was all above the, the towers. Um, and it, it was beautiful. They only used 100 drones, um, unlike these these much bigger shows that you see online. Um, but it, it was beautiful. It was probably one of the best parts of the fireworks because it was just so different. And it didn't feel like you were watching something live it was it was that stunning to watch it looked like you were watching a screen in the sky it was it was really cool i i do definitely think that drones are a good way forward uh for for kind of entertainment we even saw it for the new year uh, new year's fireworks again uh in london this year they used uh drones again that's actually the same company that runs the alton towers fireworks uh jubilee fireworks so i definitely think that drones have a place in theme parks for sure uh, they're uh, they're an expensive investment to begin with, but once you have them, you just need the person to be able to program them, them essentially, and the place to store them. Otherwise, it's fine. And then it goes back to saying, you know, once it's that solid investment, like these um, water pumps that are under a lake, ready to go for a show, whatever time of the year, is this something we would like to see in theme parks? As a, if you were to build a new theme park now from scratch, would you make a point of putting a lake in that has the set things in that you could just basically plug and play a show into? Because because stuff like that is easily doable these days. Yeah, definitely. And um, and Disneyland Paris are actually building um, a lake um, for where the frozen land is is going to be now, you know you mentioned about alton towers not having ips and things like that i actually think that's one of the one of the beauties of alton towers is i think that it is so like its whole aura is that it's it always celebrates british like um culture and and is very like very like um yeah like the best of british right and i always find that there's a there is there is a sense of nationalism when it with um with uh Alton Towers and I think that's actually really nice that it just celebrates that it's a heritage place and is not trying to be anything or doesn't rely on brands and it goes you know what we are we are it we are us and um all of our stories and rides are totally unique 
And I just, I really think that's so nice that they, and they, that they continue to champion that. Um, you know, like why need a fiberglass castle when they've got, you know, the real thing that's actually old and beautiful. I just think that's awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's true. And and it'd be good if we could see a display that demonstrated the heritage. I think Alton Towers used to have, uh, used to be famous for having a, a model train uh, kind of collection. Um, and it'd be good if maybe we could have a display that maybe looked like a big model train, maybe going around um, or something like that would be pretty good. Um, but yeah. Hey kid, don't ever let them get inside your head. They'll tell you what to do in life instead of everything you know that you can get. Don't let them guide your life towards regret. I'll fight for what I love with every breath. My past is filled with things I won't forget. I use them all to push me to my best. So treat the worst of times just like a test. In terms of 2023 in general, there seems to be so much happening that I just can't actually keep track of what's going on anymore. Um, but I'm sure there'll be things that we're all individually looking forward to. So I'm really interested in what your views are and what you're looking forward to. I have a feeling that I, I have a bit of a feeling about what you're going to say that you're looking forward to. But we'll, let's see. Um, but let's start with Jack. Well, what are you looking forward to in 2023? <laughs> I think I'm really looking forward to the new Park Warner coaster, um, the uh, Batman coaster. That look, I, I know they've been teasing the uh, the train design recently over on their Instagram, and I'm really, really excited for that because uh, I'm a massive Intamin fan. So I'm really looking forward to that the most. I think. And are you are you planning to head out over to uh, Park Warner this year? Do you think? Definitely, first visit for me, and uh, a couple more credits to tick off the list. So. 100% will be visiting there this year. Yeah, and I saw the little little detail. They've got the little Batman signs, don't they, on the top of the seats, and that's quite a nice little little detail that I saw. So that looks quite interesting. I can't wait to see the uh, the, the actual train design. I just I just hope they've not, not ruined the nose car, so I, I can't wait to see that. It can't be worse than, like, a Six Flags, hopefully, because they just pretty much create like a cardboard front and paint a random ride green and call it the Riddler's Revenge or something like that. So it looks like they're making a bit more effort than that, as far as I can see. So I'm I'm hoping <laughs> that it'll be kind of interesting. Some of the concept artwork for that ride does look like they are really putting some effort in, uh, which is good to see in a Batman ride, because like you said, Six Flags do just stick a sticker on it. And go, here we go, this is the new Wonder Woman ride. We painted the track yellow, so something to do with Golden Lasso? <laughs> well, it's uh, is, it, is it not her Lasso of Truth? Is is that right? Am I getting that right? <laughs> yeah, I think that's it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm hoping that we're going to get a, a single rail um, RMC in the UK. Although I'd kind of prefer an RMC racer, which I think... We're going to potentially get Epic Universe in Orlando. I don't know if anyone's seen that, the RMC Racer. I have not seen that. No, um, the news to me, Ryan. What, what's the what's the info? Well, it was just that when, when they first did the concept art, it looked like two very thin rails interacting with each other. And so the rumour was that that was going to be an RMC Racer. And, and I think... I saw something that kind of suggested that that's maybe what we're looking at. But I don't know. I think it's in the area that's potentially who wants to, what's it called? 
how how to how to train a dragon is that right i've got that right yes it is i love i love those films as well actually and the soundtrack is amazing so i'd be well up for that that sounds great yeah yeah so i'd imagine it'll be more like a family kind of ride i mean i I don't know what the ride experience is like on the single rails but it looks looks kind of interesting so yeah (laughs) i don't know looking forward to it right uh sam what are you looking forward to in uh 2023 I actually, um, I actually didn't know about the Batman um, Escape from Gotham City. So I just had a little Google as you were talking about it, um, Jake. That, uh, Jack, sorry, that looks um, absolutely fantastic. It looks to be um, Europe, like Europe's answer to uh, like like almost a velocity coaster. It looks quite similar. Um, is that the is that the idea? Is it does it sister? Is it a kind of sister to a coaster? Does it match a a similar coaster out there, or would you think it's, it's an entirely new thing? I think it's pretty similar to uh, the Velocicoaster at, at Universal yeah. for definite, hundred percent. I've just found a photo of the Zero Car. Please do share. I will, I will, can I share my thing so I can show you all? I just googled the the thing there to just see whether there was any newer image. Uh, Images. Yeah, you should be able to and... should be able to share it. Those, those at home can't see it, but we can. Yeah, see we're, it. we're we're all uh, just just for the sake of. This is pushing yes, the boundaries of our technology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is... yeah we really we're really pushing it now. <laughs> uh, this is like a, a weird Zoom moment, isn't it? Where everyone's uh, you sort of go, "Hi, is everyone here?" Then, "Hi, yeah, yeah, all right." Can you share? Hi, just click Joe. the screen. Where was it? Is this it? Oh. Can you see that? Oh. Yeah, just about. Looks cool. That looks smart. It's oh, like wow. a back car, isn't it? That looks really nice. Yeah, yeah. That looks very smart. That is so cool. And I'm not, I'm not a Superman fan, but I'm like a, I'm not like a superhero fan, but I absolutely love that. So I just felt the need yeah, to describe it, seeing as though this is going to be on like audibles and not, yeah, seeable. But yeah, it's, it's quite. It's it's like a. It's like the comic book kind of kind of back cars instead of the the newer kind of military grade back cars that. Have appeared in more recent films. Yeah, that does look very smart. Nice, ooh, oh. nice shiny, glossy finish. And what kind of what kind of restraints are we are we looking at for this coaster? Do we know? Cause I've not seen too much about it. I think they may be similar to Taron um, and Intamin's multi-launch coasters. I think they're pretty similar. I'm I'm personally looking forward to riding on Velocicoaster this year. Hopefully. So hopefully I'll get to, I don't know if I'll get to Park Warner this year, but it sounds like it looks pretty exciting. But I've been hearing good things about Velocicoaster. I've been hearing it's pretty intense. I think, Sam, you rode it, was it last year? Was it late last year, I think? March, March last year. Yeah, it was good. Ah. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was really, really fun. I, I, I enjoyed, um, I enjoyed Velocicoaster. I, it's good. I, my heart is still with Taron, right? And I know that with Velocicoaster and Taron were constantly getting compared. I think I enjoyed um, Taron more than Velocicoaster because um, there was so many near misses on Taron and so many like head choppers and you were moving through so many environments who were quite low to the ground. So it had that whoosh feel. Um, and I love coasters. doesn't matter if they're, they don't have to be the fastest things, but I love that sense of you feel like you're going way faster than you actually are. That's why I'm loving in wooden coasters when you go when you move in and out of the structures and you get that whoosh as you move past places. That is a real thrill to me. And I found as amazing as Velocicoaster was, um, it just wasn't as 
interesting in terms of the environment. I mean, it was beautiful. You go and everything like, and you're in islands of adventure, right? Arguably the best theme park in the world. But just in terms of the richness of the theming, oh, yuck. Who do I sound like there? The richness of the theming. Um, <laughs> it, um, it was really, yeah, it was, I, I prefer Taran. Um, but I would say um, I'm looking forward to uh, Mad Ramp Peak opening. Um, so that is um, at Skyworlds, uh, Jensen Skyworlds, and is a really heavily themed. Um, it was going to be a Sons of Anarchy, uh, dueling powered uh, dynamic uh, attractions coaster. So I guess like it's the only powered dueling dynamics attractions <laughs> coaster of its type, but it's kind of similar to Radio Spring Races, Test Track, that kind of thing. Um, but you're sitting on um, motorbikes. Uh, so you get that wish and it just looks beautifully themed. If you haven't seen it, have a look online. It's this stunning, it's in this whole area on a mountain. Um, they've literally created like a national park vibe um, as you go around with waterfalls and all sorts. So for me, um, a coaster now, I think the standards have been set with the Wisdom World, specifically when you look at like um, Escape from Grigots or you look at um, Hagrid's. That to me is... Uh, is what I now kind of expect is like a really rich theme park coaster experience, which is ridiculous high standards because they're incredible coasters. But um, for me, a, a coaster is so much more than just steel and track. I can understand you've got people that love track and love steel and just want the bare bones. But for me, I'm like a coaster that is wrapped in beautiful theming that has a great story. And that is quite emotional because um, I actually burst into tears when I finished Hagrid's. And that wasn't because... Uh, that wasn't because I'm a Harry Potter fan. I just found it really overwhelming, like all the music. And it was, I stayed spoiler free from it for like three years. Um, and so, uh, and I'd never seen a POV. So I didn't know half the stuff was going to happen. I won't spoil it um, if you haven't been on it, but I didn't know any of it was going to happen. And the fact that it's all hidden the way it is and everything. And I was just, my breath was taken completely away. And I completely burst into tears on the, on the break run, which is uh, weird to have such a visceral reaction. But there we go. Yeah, there we go. They're my turn twenty three bits. Yeah, I've I've tried to watch a POV on Hagrid's, but they're all terrible. Um, so I can't tell what's going on anyway. So <laughs> it'll be fine. It'll be a surprise for me. Hopefully, I won't start crying at the end. Otherwise, Shelley might um, you know, punch me in the arm or something like that. Maybe you know. I don't know. Brett, what what are you looking forward to in twenty twenty three? 2023 people are calling in the uk the year of the ghost train um which i think is i, I don't know if, if that's the the right thing to do because uh, they're both just rethemed ghost trains um but uh i'm excited to see finally it, the, just the word ghost train come back into a theme park it's not something we've heard of since the, the 90s I, I I am a big fan of proper traditional, real, physical set kind of horror stuff, and and to see the fact that the the guns are disappearing on Jewel, um, and that they're going to be using quite a lot of either physical sets or a lot of uh, Pepper Ghost effect and projections and stuff like that, seeing something like that come to life after what was quite disappointing as Jewel with it being just covered in random LED lights uh, and guns, I, I think will be so refreshing to see. I was the person that put the gun down and just tried to ignore all the lights 
Um, so I, I can't wait to see that. I think Alton Towers have absolutely smashed the idea and the the uh, promo image that's come out for Curse at Alton Manor just looks brilliant. Uh, it is some stunning imagery. Uh, I was actually talking to um, Kate Monroe Groves, who is a makeup artist for a lot of scare attractions. And uh, she actually did the makeup for the actors used in that poster that went out. And uh, yeah, she's apparently, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say this, but she has also been hired to decorate some of the sets as well. And her work is stunning. She has actually, if anyone is aware of Traumatica at Europa Park, was one of the main designers of last year's Traumatica. Um, So she's... She's moving up in the world and and has an incredible mind for for horror. Um, so I can't wait to see if she, even if she has a very small involvement in it, I'm really excited for her. Um, maybe when it's uh, open, we, we can get her on the show. Uh, I know very well, so we can get her in. That would be quite cool. Yeah, that would be perfect. I mean, um, we know that Alton Towers listen to us a lot anyway. I mean, um, I don't know if they're um, going to put a garden centre at the end of the ride or not, but um, you know, we think it'd be a good idea. Um, I'm well, getting we the impression. Think... Now, now we're <laughs> well, they're definitely they're definitely going to do now. I mean, obviously, um, we talked last time when we were kind of predicting before it was all announced about the curse at Alton Manor. Um, we talked about perhaps them retaining some sort of interactive element. I'm getting the vibe now that there isn't going to be an interactive element. Is that your feeling as well? Yeah, I don't think there'll be an interactive element. I think they are trying to go back to basics. And I, I think that's a good move. I think the theme park industry has missed basics and has decided to put VR on Ghost Trains instead, which is a good lead over to what Thought Park are doing. We've now heard that the VR is being removed from Darren Brown's Ghost Train and they are calling it just Ghost Train. Now, if anyone knows the ride system for Darren Brown's Ghost Train, um, and how it works. One, look it up. It's incredible. It's it's the it's the most amazing part of theme park ride hardware that you'll never see. It it's incredible the way it works. And and I was a big fan of Darren Brown's Ghost Train, even though when I rode it, half of it worked. Um, I but I saw its potential and I saw what it was trying to do, and and I appreciated that. Uh, so I'm a little bit sad to see that it's going and they're not going to just try and improve on what it was. However, how are they going to tra- change this one single ride system that was purposely built for VR into a live experience? Are we going to see screens in the train windows? Are we going to see actual physical effects? Because if anyone knows the ride system, that's basically impossible. Um I, I am really fascinated to see what they do. Are they going to make more of the walk around part of the experience, maybe? Yeah, so on Facebook, um, Fort Park have been saying it's an actor-led experience is how they've been describing it. And by the way, Fort Park roasting people on Facebook is my new favourite thing. I don't know if you've been seeing it, but <laughs> people have been kicking off. I think one person said, oh, why have we got rid of Darren Brown's ghost train? <laughs> and they uh they said oh your autocorrect has gone wrong and they changed it back to Darren brown and uh they've been you know putting sneaky little gifts in there all over the place so it's been pretty funny but 
yeah, an actor-led experience. So I don't know how, like you say, I don't know how that's actually gonna gonna work. So it could be that does make me a bit nervous. The word actor-led experience and Merlin haven't always gone incredibly well, apart from uh, Saturdays. Yeah, um, I, it's uh, the likes of Subterra was technically an actor-led experience with a ride in the middle. Alton Towers Dungeon, they've tried, and it, it, it isn't as popular as they were hoping. I I am worried that, that eventually they'll go, we don't have to hire these actors anymore uh, after a couple of seasons. That does tend to happen with a lot of actor-led stuff in the UK. Fingers crossed it doesn't. Uh, and let's hope that they keep it fresh with it and they don't just hire mundane people to do these over and over again acting jobs that that just become tedious to do and then becomes very obvious as well. Uh, let's hope that they actually have the entertainments team come in and actually run it like they would a Fright Nights event. I think that's the only way that a really act, good actor-led experience will work. Um, Thought Park do some amazing scare attractions. They are now working with the guys that run Unlocked Vision events uh, who are an independent scare attraction company. Potentially, they've got those involved. I know those guys, Seb and that, they are brilliant at what they do. So if they have some involvement, maybe we'll see a slightly different spin like we have done with the more recent scare mazes there. Maybe we'll see a slightly different spin on on an actor-led experience at a theme park. Yeah, well, let's hope so. But I have to say, though, the advertising from Fort Park, it's been been pretty good uh, i like i like the advertising i like the fact that they brought back ghost train like you say i like i like seeing that because it is a classic people just know what it is they know what it says on the tin let's see i'm i'm open-minded and i'm, I'm looking forward to trying it um okay dan um let's come to you then so what, what are you looking forward to in 2023 i know you've got a lot planned this year yeah so like like you i've got my uh my florida trip booked later in the year uh, and i think the the three the three standouts i'm, I'm most looking forward to a velocicoaster uh, i can barely say it. it's a bit of a tongue twister is that that rise um iron guazi and tron light cycle i think they're three very different rides i think i've been looking forward to all three of them for ages last time i went to uh, to to florida i could just start to see iron guazi like coming up and there was there was active construction on it um so i've been looking forward to that since like 2019 uh tron light cycle i think that was under construction as well way back then that's been under construction for years and years and i knew about the next coaster which i think at that point was still top secret in in orlando um because i, I think we saw the construction right by the the harry potter area and I think back then we couldn't quite figure out what it was. Uh, so there's a bit of anticipation and seeing it sort of pop up over the years as, as yeah, we've, we've watched some, some ride videos. It looks amazing. Um, but yeah, I bet basically every single thing that I'm looking forward to most aren't in the UK. So I wish that wasn't the case, but it, it very much is. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's what's keeping me going. That's, that's, uh, helping me through these, these winter nights. That's good, is that? And um, what what would you say? Obviously, you're going as a family to um, Orlando. Would you say that you're 
Uh, your children are also looking forward to Velocicoaster. I thought you were really do... looking forward. To <laughs> I thought you were just going to say, "Oh, uh, are you? Are you? Do you now? Are you now um, broke?" <laughs> <laughs> well, that that as well. Yeah, good question. So yeah, and when when we last went in 2019, my son was like two and a half, three or something. Um, I know, no, he was, he was a little bit older. I think he was two and a half the first time we went, and like four the second time we went um or something and we we basically tricked him onto going on some of the roller coasters that we thought he could do and like we were strapping him into rides and he was screaming we were like don't worry he's just scared of the dark he'll be fine when it's when it's going and he was traumatized for months after disney but uh so (laughs) we're not gonna do that again that that went down badly um you know earlier when we said oh okay we're about to record don't say anything that could be like damning <laughs> evidence or anything you've just admitted to child cruelty on well air. you know you've you've got it's like spicy foods you've got to challenge yourself or otherwise you'll never become acclimatized to the splendor yeah, of a malaysian curry for instance <laughs> that, 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 that that is a way to uh absolutely get your child to be a coaster enthusiast isn't it you're gonna sit in this and you're gonna enjoy it and you're gonna <laughs> but to be fair like he's pretty good now he's better than most kids with roller coasters because we forced him onto every possible ride that he could he could squeeze onto so um, so it, it works out in the end, but it was a very stressful trip. Uh, so I think he'll be all right. I'm not going to do that again with my really young kids. They can maybe just stay with mum whilst I, I go on them and vice versa. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think, I th- it, it, to be fair though, um, I think the universal parks aren't very kid-friendly and they are genuinely quite stressful to go around with kids. Um, so that's that's not what i'm looking forward to but you've you've got to do it don't you? if even if you're going on a family vacation you've got to go on some of the some of the bigger rides and, and take turns and just just make do it, it just has to happen well um when when do you go uh dan when's your when's your dates so we're at the end of october going into november mm. right when we come to record please can we do a full-on trip report episode where you give your full review on all of those big coasters and because i can't wait to hear your thoughts on um tron uh light cycle run that coaster looks amazing well i go first sam but i will give you my review your your review is worthless to us ryan we don't care about your reviews thank you well maybe maybe we do a bumper a bumper episode sorry ryan i forgot you were going all right yeah (laughs) maybe we do a bumper episode where we 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 do like your individual reviews and like what you would each rate out of 10 or or, you know like stuff like that you know sorry i forgot you were going to florida sorry ryan (laughs) Uh, well we'll do uh, we'll do battle of the reviews although um, I am now currently I'm nominating Dan to do the POVs for the channel. So Dan will be getting some nice POVs, I think, what you done for us. Yeah, as long as Disney, you, you were saying that Disney were a bit more restrictive with filming uh, now than they used to be. So I'm, I'm interested to hear what, what the situation is. Mm. But what I will do, though, is I will definitely bring back the recording of if, if I put put my son back on Seven Dwarfs Mind Trades. Actually, I think he'll be, he'll be fine with it now. If I take my daughter on Seven Dwarfs Mine Trains, if she's if she's allowed, then that'll be an amazing video. It'll be her screaming and looking mad. So that'll be one to bring back and 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 share with you guys. 
Top top parenting, top parenting. Uh, <laughs> advice there uh, from uh, from Dan. She, she'll she'll um, thank me in four years. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, all right. Well, let's let let's hope so. Let's hope so. Um, all right. So before we wrap up, then, uh, Jack, have you got any sort of final thoughts or anything you want to share with us? Yeah. So we um, we've got a trip booked to uh, Plopsaland for when it reopens, and uh, that's something that I'm really excited to go for. A max spinning coaster I've never really ridden before, so I'm really excited to see uh, see what that has. Uh, other than that, I I really can't wait to get out to visit some new parks this year. Um, you know, and bring some content to the Instagram page which seems to have blown up massively the past few days, which I just really can't get over. So looking forward to this year. I think it's set to be a good one. Yeah, definitely. Well, do you want to tell everyone um, a bit about your page and where people can find you? Yeah, so we're over on Instagram, just instagram.com, theme park Jack. Um, and, and that's it, basically. We don't really use TikTok or, or YouTube anymore because I think it's, it's a lot of hard work in between the day jobs. So just mainly on Instagram, really. Yeah, and you were saying um, one of your videos has been used by Unilad or Lad Bible, is it? Yeah, so it, it was absolutely, it's been a mental week. Um, so I uploaded a, a, I think it's a 13 second video of, of Talakan at Fantasialand, an absolute mental, mental ride. Um, and it's got over 60 million views. Lad Bible um, approached me and asked to use it. So that'll be uh, that'll be uploaded to their page soon. But yeah, it's just been an absolute mental week. I've gone from one thousand followers to two hundred and forty-five k. It's absolutely wow, mental. Amazing. A mental week. Um, and, yeah. So and capped off by coming on to the Theme Park Loopy podcast, which is the, surely the highlight. <laughs> Most definitely the highlight. Most definitely. Basically, we should be on your podcast a million times over. Really, <laughs> <laughs> we are absolute nobodies. Yeah. That's unbelievable. That will happen for you in in the space of a week. So you went. Sorry, you said you went from how many to to two hundred and fifty thousand? You said. Yes, yeah, so I was. I just literally reached a thousand k followers, um, and then once that video was uploaded, I think it had been on the page for about four days. I just noticed it started to rise and rise and rise, and every time I refresh the notification section, just new notifications appear of people liking it and sharing it. Um, and it's just been absolutely mental from a video of, of nothing really, just a, a, a top spin attraction to, to going absolutely viral. It's been mental. That's fantastic. That is so fantastic. I'm so, I'm pleased for you. You might, you must have, have you must have such Thank a you. rush to, uh, to get a, um, to get such a, a, a boom overnight. Right it's an amazing feeling because obviously I think the theme park industry is very, it's a niche um, industry to really, really like, isn't it? And and not everybody likes theme parks, but it goes to show out there, there is a lot of people who like um, attractions and it's just nice to see the, the, the traction that video got. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I hope also it, it brings more buzz to your, well, it will, it has, bring, bring, brings a lot more buzz to your, um, your your page and also in a way in a way um, it kind of makes it makes all the all the posting and all the hard work kind of worth it, right? Because like, I get what you mean. Sometimes it can feel a bit thankless um, when everyone's trying to do the same thing, right? Um, but actually, when you finally get that validation, it's mega. So c- congratulations, that's awesome. 
Thank you very much. I think I know how Sam would uh, would describe that. Fantastiche. See? Fantastiche. Oh my go. god. You've got like a soundboard <laughs> yeah. next to you ready for these things. <laughs> I've also got um I've got all sorts of stuff going on here. Do you know what? I've still got the sound from you know when you know when Sam used to ring us up when he was on the cruise ship? I've still got still got that as well. Those those annoying sounds. Do you remember the annoying sound that used to ring us up? Oh, oh, is that what it was? Was it supposed to be a buzzing noise, like a phone buzzing? I've only just known that a year later. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think it was? Do you think I just had something randomly vibrating that meant that Sam was trying to call us? I, I don't know. I just heard annoying noise and Sam and assumed, yeah, that's probably about right. <laughs> Yeah, they kind of go hand in hand, right? Yeah. It, it sounds to me that Sam is living rent-free in your head, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, possibly, possibly. <laughs> and, and also, um, we decided last week that whenever we get bored of something that Danny's saying, <laughs> that we'd play this. <laughs> I'm a big Metallica so fan, that works up, for me. I'm, I'm happy with that. It works, yeah, doesn't it? it? You know, we, we we should do that. I like the idea of everyone having their own individual like soundbite that relates to them, and that's their cutoff music. You know what I mean? If someone gets bored, it's like, no, nope, banana, your time's up. Yeah, I'll I'll find you all some music. I'll I'll find something. Except I'll for Jack. something Jack's up, just yeah. too famous now that he he just goes, oh no, I'll I'll carry on talking. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Jack just leaves the chat when the music comes on. He's had enough. Yeah, yeah, that's it. He just carries on. He is he is the music. Jack is the music. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. Well, uh, thanks for that, Jack. And yeah, it sounds like it's going great guns on the old Instagram there. So, um, you know, um, I don't know. I think we've got, I think, uh, what have we got? I think we've got something like 1,200 followers now on Instagram. Um, I did post um, something of uh, Expedition Everest the other day, but I only got about 15 likes. So it sounds a bit rubbish in comparison to what you've got, unfortunately. But, you know, we'll keep we'll keep trying. We'll get there. We'll get there. Right. Um, okay, let's wrap up then. So, um, Sam, do you want to... Um, Tell people uh, where they can find you if they want to come and have a chat with you. What did what did we say? Did stop we say it, they wanted to don't, slide don't, slide don't, into don't, your DMs and chat DM. and, <laughs> and sh- chat and chill? Was it? Right. Oh, right. like DM? Oh, is it like we can call it like Netflix D- oh, and thrill instead? D- DM and chill. That's it. DM and chill. <laughs> there's a couple of things come that on. I just want to get clear. <laughs> yeah. Just a couple of things. First of all, there's been this grand assumption that I'm a massive alcoholic recently. That is not the case. I drink I drink in quite normal amounts and I have been working on my consumption of alcohol. So please out there do not assume just because of the, the rat pack here that I am that I am some sort of alcoholic, because I'm really not. Um and the um I've forgotten what the second point was. What was I gonna say? The um, he's drunk he doesn't remember <laughs> I was just going to say that, that brilliantly lines up with his first point <laughs> um, I can't remember what the other what the other bit was now my memory's gone um, the, the alcohol sir <laughs> the oh yeah and the DM and chill thing like let's stop using that please because that sounds 
Oh, it's almost sounds as dodgy as Dan's parenting advice when it comes to roller coasters. So I, <laughs> um, so I, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I mean, no, I mean, you, well, uh, if, if you would like to uh, see more of uh, what I do, then uh, that also sounds weird. Uh, you can go on to my uh, Instagram, which is Coaster Sound Blog. Um, I also run my blog there as well, um, which I, every time I come on this, I say I'm going to do it. And I'm going to continue doing it. And I haven't done it. So really, I'm just going to stop <clears throat> saying that I'm going to post more and more because essentially I'm only going to post when I've got time to do it. And at the moment, my life is wild. So I don't really have time. That sounds dramatic. Um, so uh, yeah, you can find me Coaster Sound Blog on Instagram as well as check out the blog there and also the theme park trivia show as well. Um, should that be something you're interested in? I don't know when I'm next going to post. It may be this week. It may be probably not for another two, three months. I don't know. Everything's going a bit funky uh for me recently so um just 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 find some stuff on there and and if you're interested in more just dm no don't dm me just 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 leave it <laughs> just don't play the music, don't play the music. make him stop talking yeah here, here, here we go here we go here we go <laughs> tummy giggling fun <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> it's a new oh. theme tune. Anyway, um, Brett, tell us about um, what you're up to and where people can find you. Uh, I am actually in the same boat as Sam here. Um, not that I'm a drunk, um, but more so that I'm, I'm joking. Uh, Sam is not drunk for five days a week. Um, <laughs> it's, it's good. It's good stuff. Uh, no, we're, we're, we're taking the mix. So we we love you. We, we know that you are you not actually you. an alcoholic. That's fine. Um, I'm actually really bad at posting on my theme park related Instagram, which is um, theme parks by Brett. Um, so you'd be better off finding me on Brett Jones ninety two on Instagram and any other place. Uh, that is where I post most of my stuff, including what I do for. A living, which is hunt ghosts on a YouTube TV show. Yeah, and that's called uh, My Haunted Hotel. And I think, is it episode four tonight? Is that right? Uh, yeah, episode four of the second season was out tonight. Um, you can see me and Danny and Harry uh, absolutely terrified all the time. Uh, this week, actually, we had a, a door just completely closed right next to us, and we didn't even know it had happened. Uh, which was was very creepy because I walked through the door having no idea. Luckily, we have 24 cameras covering the entire location. So if anything happens, we catch it, put it into a weekly episode online, including all the guests that stay. They can then watch back their highlights each week. Brilliant. Fantastic. Or fantastic, as as Sam would say. Dan, you're up to something quite interesting at the moment. Do you want to maybe share some hints yeah I, I feel like i need to defend my parenting uh at this point before i do um so <laughs> so right slinky dog dash forced my son onto that and i'm gonna be honest he hated it and he resented that i took him on it but he he mentioned to me the other day he really wants to go back on that that toy story roller coaster uh and and that he's been thinking about going on it for a while so I think it's all about those long-term roller coaster games um, when it comes to parenting. 
Uh, and anyway, yeah, I'm I'm doing something. It's quite exciting. It's not necessarily theme park purely. You know, it, is, it, it might have a bit of theme parks in it at some point. Um, it's it's more flight related, and I've got some interesting guests who who will be on on said uh, YouTube channel shortly. Um, it's it's still under construction, so I can't reveal channel names or anything yet. Um, but yeah, it's going to be called the, the on air club and it's coming up and I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting up and running. So when it is up, I will, I will let you know, and I'll start sharing, sharing channels and hopefully getting some good content out there. What, what I will say is one of the first episodes will be featuring my mum who, uh, who thought she'd taken off from Leeds Bradford airport without a pilot. Um, yeah, and she, and she sounded truly terrified as well. <laughs> yeah, she was a bit a bit unnerved at the time. I, I I don't want to spoil it for anyone who who may want to obviously go and listen to this. But what? <laughs> well, that's that's the thing. I can't really I can't really get into too much detail because it'll spoil the fun. Um, but yeah, it, I I'm I'm in a bit of a unique situation where I was able to do things and I've had a lot of fun with it. And I haven't really told anyone in my social circles that I've been doing said thing. Um, so I've, I've been rolling it out in a fun, a fun way. Um, and yeah, sounds exciting. More, more to come shortly. It sounds, that sounds so cool. Honestly. Um, yeah, I, I can't wait. That is so intriguing. And you said it was the on air club. Very intriguing. I can't wait to hear more. I'm excited. Get yourself on to GoDaddy and start registering that domain. Let's get on it. Yeah, the domain is already registered. You can't do that. Um, oh. I, 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 I wouldn't have said the name had that been a risk because people do do that. Those damn cyber squatters. Yeah, they do, don't they? They do. Right. Okay. Well, that's that's the end of. Oh, um, I'm currently in a room uh, surrounded by just random rubbish from my house because we're currently trying to decorate a little bit and i keep just knocking into like random things so if you hear crash bangs and wallops then i'm just just stuff's just falling on me sorry anyway so theme park loopy you can find us on your favorite podcast app make sure you give us a follow or you click subscribe because it really helps us if you want to leave us a review leave us a review or a rating that'd be fantastic as well you can find us on twitter instagram facebook youtube we're going to do a bit more on youtube once i've got my orange room sorted or will be revealed um and we're going to do a few more videos So in the meantime, thanks for joining us and we'll see you again real soon.